What's up, sweetos? Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Golf Workshop. Dormy Golf Workshop was created by PGA Canada members and brothers Jeff and Todd Bishop. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Jeff and Todd have traveled the world playing the game they love and have since landed back in Nova Scotia. Through all of their worldly golfing experiences, the dust has settled, and now they offer you this, a handmade leather product that'll rock your socks. Dormy offers U.S. Open covers, custom covers, NHL covers, U.S. and Canada theme covers that are must-have accessories for golfers. Dormy Head Covers was created with the intention of bringing fellow golfers really cool covers and allowing the customer to be involved in the creative process. Real custom leather products that are a hole-in-one. Use code BLHC for free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. For more information about Dormy Workshop, visit their website at dormyworkshop.com. That's dormyworkshop.com, D-O-R-M-I-E workshop.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter under their handle, at Dormy Workshop. Got another exciting episode of Blue Line Hockey Club. We've got episode 121 tonight. All of you suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Bumpo, Lodi Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you mama then? And your host of Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, doctor. Hey, fellas, we got a very special guest sitting with us tonight, a guy from our hometown. Uh, legend in the hockey world in Canton, New York. I like the UMass over there. Got the UMass sweatshirt on here. We got the head coach from from UMass, UMass Amherst, Greg Carmel. What's up, Carmel? Oh, okay. Sorry, coach. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all yeah, guys. We love the UMass guys too. That's yeah, right. that's love it. I'm a little hot here in Florida with a hoodie on, but I had to represent. It. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Greg. lined up for us this year. By the end of the year, it felt like you know, we were going to win everything. We won our last four seasons about a lot. We got the playoffs and get dialed in. Once we got by the nothing going to stop those kids. Yeah, you guys are, we watched a little bit, you know, obviously uh, three, four of us guys uh, with me behind the bench and uh, just watching guys, you know, keep going and going and going. You're like, oh my God, he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. And uh, he did it, it was so awesome. We were celebrating. I was actually with Mark in Florida when you won. We were, you know, going crazy when you guys won. And uh, uh, it was pretty sweet. Um, are you gonna bring that trophy and set it right on mom and dad's dinner table in front of uh, Sergi's Pizza or what? <laughs> uh, no, you guys You guys asked me to bring it tonight, so. Let's see it. Let's see it. Oh, there it oh, is. Yeah. Nice. That's some nice hardware. That thing pretty wow. heavy. Looks yeah. a little heavy. It's about 30 pounds. <laughs> Looks heavy. You gotta, yes. be, you gotta be probably double digit age to pick it up. <laughs> I bet it That's felt a lot scary. lighter the day that you won it. I mean, that uh, was pretty I, cool. I saw the excitement I was in your, whipping in your it around eyes. With one hand. <laughs> didn't weigh anything the night we won it. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like you had some family there, even with COVID. Didn't you have some family show up? Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen my parents in a long time, and uh, they came down, and my brother-in-law, you guys know Randy Siminski, and my sister Mary Beth, uh, they came down with their kids. So they were also there two years ago, 
Randy and his wife and their kids uh, when we were in Buffalo at the Frozen Four. So it, it felt like old times, good times. Yeah, for sure. So what was the uh, atmosphere in, in uh, Amherst when you brought back that hardware? <laughs> it was unique. Um, you, you play the whole season without any fans. So um, you get used to it. The first game is up really eerie you're playing the intensity was there and it, was, it felt like on the ice everything was normal but there's nobody in the stand so we get we get to the the hockey's championship game and there were maybe like 10 extra people in the stands and it, it kind of freaked us out <laughs> it was like what are they doing here like, like, like literally it was it was the refs it was the guys in the box and the camera operators and most of our games are televised and then you know we were told that all of the uh you know the, the president is co- of the of the state university is coming and the chancellor and we're like what the hell like we couldn't get parents in here all year and like now we're gonna let in you know yeah just because of, the, of their rank uh, but those extra people were kind of weird then we got to the regionals and they let a couple hundred people in the regionals which was great which was weird though because uh, because we won the kids still couldn't interact with their parents so after the game. The kids were on the ice. Their parents were on the other side of the glass, and they're taking photos with their parents on the other side of the glass. It was really, it's kind of sad. Um, yeah, it sucks. The, the teams that lost, they'd be outside hugging parents because they didn't care. Nobody cared if they got COVID anymore. Um, yeah. And then when we got to Pittsburgh, I think there was five or six thousand people um, in the rink, so it was enough that there was a, there was some energy. And of course, uh, when we won the UMass, uh, fans went crazy, and it was it was enough to feel um, feel the excitement. But when we got back to campus, we we, we were driving in on Route Nine, and uh, oh, Route Nine! And uh, we had a police we had a police escort, and lots of cars pulled over, people cheering. But then we pulled into campus by the Mullen Center, and there was probably two thousand students there. And it was the first time all year that these kids and, and me too, uh, we felt cheering for us from, you know, our fans and our, our, our students. And it was a little overwhelming because you didn't have that all year. And we'll, we'll get three, 4,000 students at a home game when they're on campus. And it was the, it was a little bit uh, emotional. We, 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 we kind of looked around at each other and like, wow, we've forgotten what it feels like to, to be cheered for and it was uh, a great way to finish um the season but the, the sad thing was that these kids they'd been there for eight months and they all wanted to go home so we, we said you guys have to stay for a week and we tried to get together a couple times and but we never really got to celebrate as a team properly believe me i know they, i know they did i know they the, the kids went out um then we had we had a couple guys sign go to the nhl right away and so uh now i'm losing staff but so that's the downside <laughs> of success is uh yeah you, you lose players and staff but uh, i'd rather win it all and lose some players than, than not win it and keep everybody forever yeah, yeah I mean, talk about sorry mark just talk about losing staff like this year had to be tough greg like losing players uh with covid um it kind of reminded me of like an a ahl coach you know players going up, coming down, and it's every, you know, every game, it's almost like trying to get a, a men's league game going. Um, <laughs> what was that like? And you, I know your goalie was out, your captain was out. It was kind of like you just didn't know what the hell was going on. Well, that was the only game all year that we had to deal with COVID. We, 
we we did well this year because we never really got shut down because of COVID within our team. Uh, no player on our team got COVID until uh, right before the Frozen Four, and it was one player, and he was the biggest kid on our team, big, big, strong fourth liner. But he lived with Carson Jasevich, who you guys might remember from St. Lawrence, who led yeah. he led our team in goals. And our starting goalie, who had a nine, basically a 950 save percentage, and then our third string goalie. So all four of those guys were out for the semifinal game, um, which was the hardest game of the year against the defending champion, Duluth. Um, but then we were able to get the goalie and Carson back for the championship game. Yeah, those are exciting games, man. I was like, even the, the semifinals, that was that was a wild game too. Um, I had a lot of fun watching watching those games. I mean, it was kind of weird, like you say, with nobody in the stands, you know, watching from home. Um, they weren't really pumping in the crowd noise like some of the pro teams are doing. So it was definitely, you, hear, you heard everything. You probably could hear you yelling on the bench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't yell. Greg doesn't yell. Probably one of the things you take for granted, right? There's one thing I do well is yell, <laughs> and, uh, and I I swear too. So many times this year, like I'd come home, my kids would be like, "Dad, you gotta stop <laughs> yelling!" Like it's so clear. And then beginning of the year, the the head of officials called me. He's like, "Stop yelling at the rest!" Like it's, it's everybody hears it. Just stop. He's like, all right, you're right. I'll stop doing that. Yeah, usually the fan noise will, you know, drown you yeah, out a little bit. You know? a little bit. Yeah, usually, usually no, the refs never hear me because of the fan noise. But yeah, different year. Nice. So, Greg, what, what's the like? What's the uh, your magic trick? The culture that you've uh, made at UMass is just uh, bringing recruits in. I know your recruiting staff's always obviously working hard, but uh, um, just what you're doing there um, in the last few years is uh, unprecedented and. Uh, uh, it's it's awesome. I love to see it. it hockey East champs. Yeah, <laughs> the the parity in college hockey is is so close. The the number one team in the country against the last sixtieth. Still going to be a close game. There, there's no yeah. games. So, to me, the real the, the the margin of victory is so small, and we try to make that margin culture. And I think we do a really good job of selling it to our players. And there's there's so many levels, layers to it. It's hard for me to, to just describe, you know, to, to sum it up quickly. But the best way I can do it is is we get really good quality kids. A lot of them have a chip on their shoulder. And then we hold them to really high standards. And uh, it's every part of their life. We have the highest GPA of any athletic team on campus at UMass. We do more community service. Um, we We coach hard. It's not easy playing in our program. It's, um, but we balance that with caring about the kids, and so we do a lot to uh, create, you know, build relationships with them away from the rink, at the rink. Um, but we coach hard. If there, there's a there's a standard of play, and if you can't play there, you're going to hear about it, and we're hard on them. And uh, you, you hear it all the time. It's it's many years later when the, when athletes say, boy, that coach was really hard on me. But looking back, that's what I needed. And believe me, there's kids on our team. We won a national championship. I bet I could put five of them on here and say, hey, how was your year? And they'd be like, it was shit for about a month when coach <laughs> was up my ass. 
But, you know, uh, like Phil Laganoff was the kid who scored that shorthanded breakaway uh, goal in the national championship game. He sat in the stands a number of games this year because we weren't happy with him, and we were hard, we were demanding. Um, so you, if you're going to be demanding, you're going to be hard, you better balance that. The kid needs to know, all right, he's hard on me, but I know it's not personal. He's, this is what he expects from me. I know he cares about me. Um, and too many coaches go, go to one extreme or not. They don't balance it well enough. They want to be friends with you and they don't want to upset you. Other coaches are hard and they're pricks and they don't balance that with, with that showing the kids that they care about them. So I, I think we do a pretty good job of doing that, but we, we also, um, we don't bring in, in entitled kids. Entitled kids won't last in our program because it gets pretty uncomfortable pretty quick. I so, like that philosophy. Yeah, I do too. It's that's what I like. That perfect balance, Randy Brown, but kind of yeah. What's uh what's a typical uh practice? Do you have like uh, skate days, no pocks? Uh what's some of your practices? Uh do you have like one day where it's just no one likes you at all? No. <laughs> no. Every, every day is the same. They we never go over an hour. And as soon as they I step on the ice, it's absolute business. There's no, we don't do flow drills. There's no feel good. Every single drill we do is with, for a purpose and we do it hard and you better be ready to go. It's what I asked the, I asked the freshmen every year after they've been on campus for a little while. I'm like, what, what are the older kids telling you? They're like, be ready for practice. <laughs> good. Perfect. So um, we practice hard. Most every day we battle a lot, and uh, our kids tell us the practices are harder than the games. So um, we Very try to be a hard physical team. We we try to be play you can play anyway. We got good speed. We'll play hard. We'll play with some skill. Um, we're just a very well prepared team. Nice. So what's the um, outlook for next season with some guys? Did any guys leave early to the NHL, or were they seniors? Zach Jones is gone, right? Uh, yeah, Zach Jones went directly to the Rangers, played the end of the year. Uh, Mark, He was a sophomore. Mark Delgaiz was a junior. He's a Nashville draft pick. He signed with Nashville. Um, Jake Godet was a senior. He signed with Columbus's American League team. And uh, Carson Jusevich signed with Chicago's American League team. And then I believe our, our goaltender uh, will be signing as well. So I think that's... That's that's the tough part about winning a national championship, huh? <laughs> He's rebuilding again. <laughs> yeah, but recruiting get, gets easier. Get yeah, recruiting gets easier. Yeah, yeah that's right for sure. So, I so, I mean, just uh, you know, you talk about the hockey East and BU, BC. Um, you know, some of the powerhouses in that conference for so many years. And when I was at UMass, the hockey team was pretty good. I mean, they were winning some games, but they were never close to winning hockey East, you know, they were always kind of the middle of the pack and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, building and building and getting better, but they just could never get past the powerhouses in the hockey East. And it seems like that's something they've been able to do. And um, I mean, what a feat for, for UMass Amherst to beat these teams. Huge. The hockey East. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Love it. Everybody likes to see a new kid on the block. You know, the, the Eagles and the and the Terriers, they they uh, you know they are the 
they're the favorites every year. And so if, if somebody else wins, everybody's excited just to see the, see an underdog uh, win the title once in a while. Sure. I was going to say with the, you know, a younger NHL, it would be tempting to hear some of the offers that are being tossed around for you or no? I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> with the younger NHL, uh, you know, the younger NHL, some of the offers from the, the teams they're coaching got to be interesting and, and tempting for you. I haven't received any, so not oh. much for me to be interested in. Nobody's, <laughs> okay, nobody, okay. nobody's called me, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard just, don't, just don't go to Buffalo, man. Just don't do it. <laughs> Lots, that lots place is a disaster. Lots of rumors flying around. <laughs> so, Greg, tell us about Zach Jones. Like, uh, was that something? I know he's a sophomore. Um, you know, the Rangers are you know doing pretty well on defense. Was that something that you know he came to you and was like, "What do you think, coach?" Or uh, his agent and you guys all got together. Um, I mean. He did pretty. Did he? He scored a goal, right? For a goal in uh, his first game, or no? He didn't score. That was someone else. Then. Yeah. But yeah, what, what was the process on that? Uh, Head to the uh, NHL. Did you talk with him before he went? Yeah, this was the process. Zach, I think it's gonna <laughs> take you. Th- I think you should be here three years. I agree with you, Coach. Mr. Jones, I think your son needs to be here three years. I agree with you, Coach. And then he was so good in the Frozen Four. All that went out the window. So he, <laughs> he, uh, he had already leased the place for his junior year. He, and I believe him, he had every intention, but the goal he scored against Duluth, I, don't, it was, I think it was the first goal of the game. We scored in the power play. He, he's a really gifted player. I, I thought he needed yeah. enough year to mature physically and emotionally. Um, Cause he's not the strongest kid. He's come a long way in two years, but his skill sets is NHL all day long. Uh, I, I I just thought he needed another year it, uh, to, to be ready to step in and play a full season. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It's tough when they go from college to having to play 82 games. Rangers have good depth on, on the back, and they're dealing with some injuries there at the end of the year, so it opened up some space for him. But he's eventually going to be uh, a really good NHL player. Yeah, and it seems like you guys get a lot of like top – really top end uh, cream of the crop defenseman. Is that something you guys go out and look for? Are you a defensive oriented coach or? Uh, well, we were the second best defensive team in the country. And I don't, yeah. consider, I don't consider myself a defensive minded coach. I consider myself, you play the game the right way. So when you have the puck, you be really creative and use your skill. When you don't have the puck, you work your nuts off to work, to get it back. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we have, you know, nobody, nobody was recruiting Zach Jones except us. Nobody. Hmm. And uh, Mark Delgaiso didn't get drafted until after he came to UMass. Kale McCarr was a star. Mario Ferraro was a star before he before he got to us. Uh, Jake McLaughlin, nobody knew who he was. So we we've gotten good players, but we've done a good job developing them. Matt Kessel, sure. Matt Kessel played with Zach Jones. Matt Kessel for two years in a row has led the country in goals by defenseman. He didn't, he didn't know, know how to score a goal in the USHL. Like everybody told us all, oh, he's just a big shutdown D six foot three. He's a goddamn gigantic horse. He's <laughs> strong as hell. Shoots the puck a ton. 
and he scored seven goals as a freshman and 10 goals as a sophomore in a shortened pandemic season. So he, he led the country in scoring by defenseman. And I don't know if he ever scored a goal in the USHL. So it's a combination and we get good. Yeah. Kids. We play We play a system where our, our defensemen uh, really add a lot to our offense. We, we always have, I thought we had the best back end in the country. And I think at the college level, if you have the best back end, you're probably the best team, one of the best teams in the country. When we also did lose two years ago in the finals, their back end was lights out. I think three or four of them are in, you know, NHL signed players. So to me, you got to have a really good defenseman who can defend, but and, and make your offense go too. Yeah, huge shout out to your scouting team and yourself for putting that all together. It's huge. Nice. So you 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 announce your captains for next year, right? You got uh, do you do that already? Is that yep. what you guys do? Got uh, those guys right there. Um, talk a little bit about Colin and Bobby and Matthew. Well, I just talked about Kessel. He's the defenseman. Led the He's that big, big son of a bitch horse, huh? Yeah, <laughs> gigantic. The other guy, twenty six, is a is a hard nosed defenseman. He got to UMass. He couldn't skate backwards. I didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't recruit him. I, I didn't know if he'd be able to play. Everybody told us that he's the highest character kid you'll ever coach, and he is. Unbelievable kid. He's a kid eats pucks. He 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 plays with a smile. He he runs around hitting people and just smiling the whole time. <laughs> and then the guy in the middle is the is probably the smallest guy I've ever coached in college. He's about five foot seven. And he was first team All American last year. He led us in scoring. Um, gutsiest, nutsiest kid I ever coached, and unbelievable. He'll be an unbelievable captain, uh, and then he'll sign an NHL contract. So that's a that's really good leadership out of those three kids right there. Nice. Outlook looks good. So, so you have to say. Hold on, I get, so you have to yeah. say hello to Coach Canelo if you see him on campus at some point. Tell him more. He said hello. I haven't talked to that guy in a while. It's been like 10 years since I've been to Amherst, and uh, i got to get back up there. Well, one more thing, Greg, before we're, we let we're you go. Pretty close. Oh, sir. Oh. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, I have to ask you about this picture, and uh, you probably never had it before as a player, but uh, as a coach you got this. How'd that feel? <laughs> that was brown, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the worst drink, the worst cold drink in, in the country. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a cold, damn. No, no fans. I was, uh, I think I was talking to another kid on the bench. Stop backhanded. Thank God. Like, it's not like that was a hundred. Oh, okay. Shot. He just <laughs> Thank stopped into my, into my uh, yeah. It just hit me above my eye here, and I just dropped down. It's like, God damn it! And uh, <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I had to at Brown. I had to walk across the ice to go get stitched up. But I was back on the bench. There we go. The rest of the game, and then uh, I think the picture's worse uh, worse than that. The damage actually was. <laughs> But but as a player, you never got anything, right? Uh, hit in the face or I got stitches everywhere, but <laughs> nothing like that. Nice, I, get, nice. I wore, a, wore a cage most of the time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's the difference between when you were at St. Lawrence playing as a college hockey player and the kids that you coach today? 
how much does the game changed as far as um, you know that time period? Training, the commitment to training. Uh, we had a kid come in every day, come in with McDonald's and eat McDonald's before we would go practice for two hours. <laughs> and, you know, kids just don't do that. One of the, one of the Lappin brothers. Did you play with the Lappins? No, I played with the la- the latter Lappins. Pete, Pete and Chris. Cool. I could see them eating McDonald's or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right, Coach, man. It's been awesome talking Wait, to you. Wait, before we let him go, let's see that trophy <laughs> once more. Well, we're, we're not leaving until I get to ask some questions. Oh, okay, God. you can ask some questions. I like it. Look at that. That's we awesome. I didn't ask him anything about playoffs either. <laughs> why, why aren't you guys – holding this from like uh well it's not dave's anymore what is it uh what's the uh, stadium part? the stadium why are you at the stadium yeah. doing this show or at the the hoodow or something i know right we should so all of us are gone uh pete and myself are in raleigh and uh mark uh, down there is in uh um, florida south florida so we can't get pizza anymore. We're kind of upset. <laughs> All right. Sergis. I thought at least one of you lived in Canton. So I guess Hito, does Hito live in Canton? Derek Hito's in Canton still. And yeah, Hito's still in Canton. All right, here's my next question. Um, how many How many of you, any of you played on the state champion ho- high school hockey team? Yeah, I was yeah on all three. of us. All three, yeah. All right, so that's kind of the, the uh, basis for this show was – and do you know yeah. what the? I guess and you know this, but the original Blue Line Club, like what that was. Yeah, that's what we named it after, right outside oh, of Appleton. Oh, yeah. That's what I figured. I just had, I just needed to double check on that. <laughs> yeah, yes. we weren't allowed to drink there until we were, you know, eighteen, eighteen, maybe eighteen. <laughs> who, who, who was who, who was determining that? Who's the who's the bouncer of that? <laughs> Zippy Zulu. Nobody was. Zippy. Yeah. Ralphie Nuvine, maybe. Yeah, Ralphie probably. Ralphie. <laughs> well, we really right. appreciate you coming on, Greg. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be watching you. We'll get you on again uh, in a, after uh, the season halfway through or something. All right. I look forward to it. All right, Greg. Thanks. Bye, See you guys. See ya. All right, boys. Good podcast with Coach <clears throat> Coach Greg Carville from the UMass Minutemen. You yes, gotta love sir. UMass boys. Got the garb on tonight. Happened to if I can get it on camera here. But uh, yeah, awesome to have him on the show. Obviously, Coach of the Year twice in the last four years. I think that's a pretty big feat. I don't know if uh, I don't know if there's any other coaches that have done that in four years. Two times for Penrose. Yeah, bad. you can Google that if you want. Yeah, right. No, that's huge. I mean, uh, I, I cannot, you know, actually see Carvey just the way uh, his uh, mannerisms and stuff, just the way he is. <clears throat> he could be a really good coach. Um, you know, you have to, once he steps on that ice, you know, it's kind of like Brownie was for us. We were all fucking around and shooting pucks. You know, we got Danny Frank commenting here. Um, on us too. He was shooting pox and we were all fucking off. But once Brownie stepped on the ice, uh, we knew it was business. And uh, I can see Greg doing that. And the culture that he's producing at UMass is uh, just unbelievable. I mean, clearly you know, effective. 92, 75, and 10 uh, is his record. He's uh, fourth uh, 
on the top 10 winningest um, seasons in the last five years. Um, so uh, that's huge. You know, they won the national championship, obviously, this year. Uh, they lost in 2019 to Minnesota Duluth. So he's been to the national championship twice in the last five years. Uh, new coach, Coach Kale McCarr. Um, like he said, I, I was actually pretty impressed. You know, he's kind of upset when I, I asked him a question about getting the cream of the crop and uh, getting the top. And he's like, no, 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 no. We don't get the cream of the crop. Some kids can't even skate backwards. We're, we're putting this culture, putting them through training. And uh, then they're turning out to be players. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Except Kale McCarr. I guess the reason I said that was because of Kale McCarr. But uh, Look, the, the reality is, is not every kid on the team is going to be a superstar, right? So he, he has to bring the the lower end talent up to his, his superstars that he is getting. It's undeniable. Yeah, I mean, if you win the national championship, look at Alabama in football. You know, there's a reason that they're good every year because kids yeah. want to win. Kids want to go there. And when yeah. Coach Saban goes to recruit them, they know they have a shot at winning a title. Um, UMass has been there two out of the last four years. Um, you know, their recruiting status just went up huge. You know, it makes it a lot easier to try to convince a kid to come. And when a kid is getting recruited, like we know, we got recruited to play sports in college. You're not looking at, like, the top 50 teams in the country you're looking at the top 10, you know, who was the last top 10 last year? You know, that's, I want to go to one of those schools. I don't want to go yeah, to exactly. school that's top 50. You know what I mean? So that's it's huge for him. Yeah. I mean, it just falls in, they fall into your lap, right? You know, you don't have to spend money. You don't have to travel to friggin' cold, uh, Glace Bay, Ontario. <laughs> and they're calling you. Yeah, yeah. Can, we, can I come? Can I come? You don't have to go way up, place. way up into Canada where there's just one caution light and the freaking snow's got it freezed over. In um, Canada, yeah, that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great podcast. We, our first, we we got it was our first trophy, but uh, there's going to be plenty of more. I think we're going to get uh, an AHL Calder Cup, and then we'll get. We're not in any hurry. We're not racing anybody. We'll, we'll make Stanley Cup for whatever reason we want. Um, let's uh, do a quick uh, commercial break. Um, Annie up, uh, get a few more cups, drain the old anacondas, and uh, we'll talk some NHL. Yes, sir. Rob, don't fall asleep. Wake up. Go. Okay, alrighty. Welcome back, boys. Here we go. You know, little NHL news to talk about. Obviously, that uh, last twenty-seven minutes uh, of speaking with Coach Carvel is just kind of rolling, rolling in. You know, and um, you know, to to think about the environment that he's creating, it actually sounds like a lot of fun to to be on, right? Remember skating on Mondays? You knew you weren't going to have pucks, but, you know, in some sick, deranged way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> skating and pushing uh, two goal posts around the rink until you threw up was. Pulling so, pull one of your players, and then sometimes you'd get linked up with, like, <laughs> Danny Frank or something. A complete heavy uh, mismatch. <laughs> Uh, army crawl. I remember the army crawl. Oh, 
we used to, I mean, all of us are talking about our high school hockey days. And uh, like Greg was saying, we won state championships, but our coach was so like I, every Monday was no pucks. So all we did was skate and then we skated and skated. And then at the end we skated <laughs> and uh, he was the same though, but uh, I think I lost seven, seven games in three years. Yeah. What do you guys think about these playoffs here? We got yeah, uh, Boston and Washington is an OT tied two two. I'm kind. Of, what do you guys think about the Boston uh, Cap series? I'm I'm getting kind of bored. I guess it's all right watching Tom Wilson and the uh, Pasternak and Saint Patrice, but uh, the perfection kind of, line. Perfection. Yeah. Line. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care for too too much for those teams, but uh, Boston, if they, if they win this series and they've totally flipped around the second half of their season, because they were like pushing, not making the playoffs there for a couple weeks towards yeah. the end of the season. Oh, uh, so if, they, if they can get out of this with a win versus the Capitals uh, after, you know, the slow end of the season, I think that's a huge win for them. Yeah. Yeah. That'll uh, turn everything around, especially playing Chara and uh, yeah. Mac- McAvoy almost had a uh, a goal right there. Oh, oh, Boston's putting on the pressure. But, yeah, it just hasn't been appealing to me at all. Um, I'm really, really excited about uh, – um, I don't know what – I guess because we're from upstate New York, up near Canada, I'm really excited about that Toronto-Montreal series that's starting tomorrow. Um, it's actually uh, – why are they so late? Why are they starting like a week later than everybody else? They just had some makeup games to uh, play. Um, Fucking Canucks. Yeah, but uh, so go. it's it's the two oldest teams in the NHL: Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they actually played uh, the first NA Stanley Cup playoff game um, in nineteen eighteen was against the Maple Leafs and the Canadians. So it's the two oldest teams in the NHL set to face each other again um, in the postseason for the first time since 1979. Um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it was a picture of, uh, um, who was it, uh, George Armstrong um, in 67 uh, when they won in game six of beating the Montreal Canadiens. So um, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's kind of cool. Look at the look, look at the, the seats up there. Yeah, I was just about to say, Mark. <laughs> look at the seats back there, guys. Like, just, let's, get, let's put a little like triangle in the corner, really steep, and see if we can get some drunks to fall on the ice. Look at that place, though. Like, is it that? That's obs- obs- Has anyone been to the uh, the old uh, forum, Maple Leafs? No, like, no. Nah, me neither. I played in the new place when I used to play up there, but not the yeah. Same. Look at that. That's unreal. But, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Obviously, uh, uh, all of us have been watching the uh, uh, Wild in Vegas, but uh, kind of keeping an eye on everything. Um, yeah, I mean, the other series has been pretty good is the Penguins and the Islanders. That's been a battle. I don't know if you, I caught a little bit of that the other night before the mini game. Um, that's been a pretty good series, man. Uh, Islanders are holding their own. And yeah. um, they're like one of those teams that just never quit. You know, they can't seem to make it to the – to the final round of the playoffs, but they're just, they're in it every year for the last few hey, years. So. 
And, and Pittsburgh has Malkin out. He, Malkin hasn't played yet. So supposedly he's going to play tomorrow. Um, uh, it's day to day, but uh, yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been playing, so you can add that into the equation. You know, Malkin's one of the toughest guys to knock the puck off in the league, I would have to say, the big fucking frame that he has. But, uh, yeah, I've been like in Rob and I are down here in Carolina watching the uh, Hurricanes and the Preds. Um, I don't know what we got here for scores. Let me check. Um, one nothing Hurricanes right now at the end of the second. Um, so it's big down here in Raleigh. Everyone's Hurricane fans. You see banners and shit all over cars. Uh, Raleigh's going pretty cool, uh, going pretty crazy uh, with the uh, Hurricanes. So kind of keeping an eye on that game. Mark, you're down in Florida. Yeah, um, man, that's been an awesome series. Um, I think everyone in the hockey world community is just loving it. Like it's – I, I think in the text message with you guys, they said something about it's, you know, I don't know if I should say this. I'll probably get a lot of shit, but it's, it's almost like getting to the point of the battle of Alberta. It's the battle of Florida, the battle of the sunrise. Uh, yeah. I mean, and the, the reason is because both of these teams have been great all year and um, you know, the hurricanes ended up in first place, but these two teams have been, well, obviously the, the, the lightning has been good for years now. But yeah. The Panthers have had great success so far this year. They've been playing, playing really well. They got a good goalie. Um, and if you've watched the first couple of games, it's been a fucking battle and it's oh, unreal. the, the uh, Tampa Bay lightning power play is ridiculous. Kucherov, uh, Stamkos, Hedman, Braden Point. <laughs> Hall, I mean, of famer, Hall of Famer, <laughs> Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's like you watch, you're like, oh, fuck, they got a penalty. Because, I mean, I've, I got the Panthers uh, in the background here. I almost went to game one, but uh, pussied out on the ticket prices. So, um, Ten grand. You couldn't flip yeah. that, you cheap prick. I was going to, you know, sell a car and go. But, <laughs> but anyways, it's been a, it's been a great series. Um it's going to be interesting seeing that the Panthers uh, drop two at home. Um, yeah. What's going to happen in the next uh, couple games over in Tampa Bay. So I, I, I don't think that the Panthers have much of a shot unless they yeah. can somehow surprise us over in Tampa. Um, They'll get fans, a, they'll get a win You know, there, there's 10,000 fans in the stands. I know in, in uh, down in Fort Lauderdale, I don't know about Tampa, but I'm sure it's the same. So pretty good crowds. That's going to help Tampa when it gets back over there. Uh, it's going to be huge. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure the Panthers will get a win or two. Uh, you know, Tampa is going to let their guard down one of the games, especially being at home, sleeping uh, with their wives and got kids and uh, shit like that. That always happens. We know what happens. So they'll get a win, but I don't think I don't think Florida is going to come out. But uh, come out with a victory uh, of the series, but yeah. just, just watching it and the, the rivalry that's uh, forming. Developing, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Florida has some pretty good players. Now they've been, uh, been able to put together job with who they have. And uh, it's, it's exciting to watch. So we'll have some good hockey. I mean, the one, there's one series. I don't know if you guys caught the avalanche. Just yeah. Kicking the shit out of the blues. And yeah. Just such a good team. I, I I see them in the in the unless I don't know. I, I don't know who's gonna beat them. 
Yeah. Vegas, I, Vegas could probably beat them. Vegas has their number this year. Uh, Minnesota does not have their number. So hopefully <laughs> the fucking Blues win if, if Minnesota wins um, because they've kicked the shit out. The, the Wild have beat them this year, but there's been yeah. a couple games that look like fucking peewees out there. Yeah, the Wild just can't beat the Blues. I don't know what it yeah, is. It's weird. It's weird. The uh, Wild has had success <clears throat> against Vegas. Colorado has had success against Minnesota. Uh, it's a weird cycle. It's a crisscross. Vegas, Vegas is lost, uh, and, and Colorado's had success against Vegas. So it's it's a weird. Yeah. Weird. So uh, Austin Matthews, actually, uh, they came out with a couple awards. Uh, won the Rocket Richard Award. Um, uh, Rocket Richard is, uh, you know, uh, top goal scorer of the NHL. There's the trophy right there. So uh, kudos to Matthews. Matthews is just, uh, there was a highlight reel of Matthews this year on the uh, NHL um, website. You guys should go check it out. And it's, it's almost like uh, it, when you watch the goals that he scores, it's like in slow-mo. Like it's when you get that perfect strand of weed and you take a hit <laughs> and you're just like, Everything is perfect. <laughs> everything, everything you do is perfect, and this kid's on that level. Like, watch that highlight reel; it's unreal. Um, and uh, not saying that McDavid um, isn't on that same level, but you know, obviously, David won the uh, Art Ross, um, the NHL leading scorer. Uh, there it is, right there. Um, but McDavid and I would, I would say, both players are the top you know, obviously top two players in the NHL. So um doesn't seem like a big surprise, I guess I should say, on the two trophies. Uh, yeah. So McDavid with the Art Ross right there, and then uh, Austin Matthews with the uh, um, Rocket Richard trophy. So big news. It's huge. Not big news, but kind of knew it was going to happen, right? The um... – Talk about the one series that we all been following, obviously, is the Wild and the, the, the Vegas series. <clears throat> Probably the one that we could speak <clears throat> the most about tonight. Yeah. But uh Vegas has been has been fighting hard. The goal it's a battle of the goalies, man. The flower was on fucking fire last game. I mean yeah. he was Unreal. Just, just saving everything. Talbot's been playing great as well. I mean, both of them have been playing great. Um, but the Wild had so many clutch chances in the last game and couldn't pull out a victory, but um, Flurry was just snagging everything, man. He was standing on his head in the first two. I mean, I only caught like probably the first two periods. So, yeah. and then it was like 1230 at night and staring at my eye. Yeah. I mean, that whole series, I mean, that whole game, it was just, uh, they couldn't put anything past him. I mean, he was doing a split catching with his glove. Um, the only way they were going to, uh, put a puck in the net was on a deflection, which was yeah. you needed something, even fluke to change the line yeah. because it, you could see it piling up on them. Every shot they took Talbot was, was another save. Yeah. Talbot was on fire too. Um, I, I think uh, if the wild can, can really, uh, you know, overtake the physical battle that um, Vegas is putting on, um, and really drive those pucks to the net. Get that, they, you know, they're 
they're shooting a lot from outside the perimeter. This is my opinion. They're shooting a lot from outside the perimeter looking for rebounds. But I think if they just, you know, take grab that puck and just take it right to the crease and then start pounding. Um, because Flurry can see pucks. I mean, you're not going to get a puck past Flurry unless someone tips it, unless you're blinding him and someone can deflect it. Well, so, you got to plug up the neutral zone if you don't. <laughs> yeah, that too. But that's the only way those boys are going to win. <clears throat> you got uh, you got that Zuccarello Kaprizov line. Um, I really like to watch those guys. That, yeah. You know, they they just create. Um, they have the Felino Act Greenway line, um, big powerful line that produces a lot of points, but also the shut down, shutdown line. You know, they're always playing against the top line of the other team. Um, yeah. So they, they've been doing a great job there. Um, I don't know if I agree with the Zach Parisi uh, scratch. scratch. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you said, yeah, I mean, like, because I'm looking at the fourth line, right? So you're saying Zach Parisi, <clears throat> first liner last year, can't play on the fourth line this year. Um, you have uh, Sturm, uh, Benino, and Bukestead. On the fourth line, I don't know if those guys are better than Zach Parisi. Zach Parisi, if you watch him play, a lot of people don't like signing a thirteen-year deal with Suter. Fucking thirteen you know. years? Is that even? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so um, <laughs> he hustles his balls off, and he gets those goals in the crease, and that's where he makes his money. You know, battling the crease, getting the dirty goals, garbage goals. Um, I think they got to fucking give him a shot. He's an experienced player, has experience in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think you got to get him back in the lineup at some point. Yeah, let, let's say there's a uh, an issue with a player in the GM. I, who knows? Let's just say that is a possibility. <laughs> oh, still, as a GM, to your to your point, Mark, you got to win, right? Let's yeah. let's let's say they dislike each other. You still got to win, and to Mark's point, you're telling me Zach Parisi doesn't crack a fourth fourth line. So something's going something's going on there a little deeper uh, than most of us know because Zach Parisi. Um, it, I mean, he was on the power play, wasn't he, for uh, most of the regular season, at least the second power play. Um, so. I just don't know how if I'm the GM and let's say I dislike him, um, I'm still going to uh, put him in the lineup on the fourth line. I mean, we're paying him millions of dollars to – yeah, I'm with you, Mark. I'm with you 100%. I don't think it's uh, – I don't think they should be putting this him in the This isn't like – this isn't a fourth line – Healthy scratch, uh, you know, regular season role player guy. This is, you know, your franchise player that you're paying big dollars in the playoffs and you're sitting on the bench. I will say if he does get in the game tomorrow that you should see him going lights out oh, yeah. every time he hits the ice, right? I think they're lighting that fire under his ass, but are they going to put him in the game? Yeah. Yeah, and there was a, a thing on uh, Minnesota's Twitter account that he was actually um, staying after practice um, 
with the taxi squad and shooting pucks. He put in that extra 45 minutes with them. So, I mean, he wants to play. He's he's not a prick and pissed off and breaking his stick after practice. Um, he's out there. He's, hey, coach, put me in. I'll play whenever you want. Let me know. Um, not a big fan of Zach um, playing-wise uh, as a player. He's, I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, but I definitely would have him in the lineup uh, in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, it's the worst feeling being a healthy scratch. I mean, when you have to go up in the stands and watch the game, uh, it's awful. Been there. Um, it's just no nothing that any player wants to see when the lineup comes out is that your fucking name's at the bottom on the scratch. Yeah. And it's embarrassing because, you know, you might have family that came to watch, or, you know. It's just, it's just, especially when you've been at his caliber for so long. Yeah, know, it's got to be somewhat embarrassing. Yeah, you might see uh, that he wants to get traded out of there or something. I don't know how that's going to be possible. <clears throat> uh, take a take someone that's you know can ace course one and figure out that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he's going to do that. Wow. Yeah, so go, go back to that playoff picture real quick. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> And medicals getting to you. Go ahead. <laughs> Can you put up that picture of the playoff bracket real quick, Pat? Yeah. All right. So the the only thing we haven't talked about is the um, the Oilers and Winnipeg. There's nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. I'm kind of with you there. It's like. I mean, I like to watch the Oilers because of McDavid and, um, you know, some of their players that, that they have are pretty fun to watch. But Winnipeg, I have no no interest in watching them. I have no interest in that series at all. The only reason I would even fathom to watch it is because of uh, Connor McDavid and hopefully the best player in the NHL can at least make it to the second round. That's all I care about. But besides that, I'll just watch highlights. Yeah. I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy that Toronto and Canada or the Canadians haven't uh, started their series yet. So what happens when uh, – if, if there's a sweep in the uh, – you know, where they wait like five days to play? Or- yeah, I mean, it, it, that's another part of this crazy uh, season. Um, yeah, it's – I mean, it's a great rest break for the players. I'm sure they're needing it with the travel and the uh, – uh, back-to-back games and every other day playing and traveling. On the other hand, um, are they going to slow down a bit and uh, not be as um, – have their reflexes uh, top-notch uh, playing a team that, you know, didn't have a sweep and uh, getting right back into the action. So, who knows? We'll see. Um, see what happens. I but definitely yeah. think the West is going to win out on that bracket. I, I don't see the Leafs – beating uh, the Avs, Vegas, or, you know, possibly the Wild. We'll see. But um, I, I kind of like the West this year as far as that bracket goes. And those three teams have been playing well. I mean, it's going to be exciting, right? We haven't seen any of the teams play each other besides, you know, the Canadian teams played the Canadian teams, you know, the Central or yeah. played the Central. So once we get a little deeper and see Toronto, um, you know, facing off against, you know, the Avs or the uh, – uh, Vegas Knights. Hopefully, you know, eventually they're playing the Wild, but just any other team than a Canadian team. And then we can see, uh, like Robbie's been saying all year, that, uh, you know, 
they haven't been, you know, yeah, they're winning their number one seed in the NHL and the North division. But uh, uh, if they were playing normal, regular season hockey, uh, would they be uh, fair to win like they are? But we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I think it's a great playoff uh, season for sure. Yeah, and it's good to see the fans back in the stands. Um, yes, yeah. You know, we're watching the games. You actually got some crowd noise. You got the towels whipping around. Um, you know, it's exciting to see that back in, in hockey. And I'm sure the, the players are liking to play in front of uh, oh, I'm sure. the fans, you know. Yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah. like, if there's, like, a scrap or something, you know, fans go wild. You know what I mean? Like, before it was, like, just silent. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't, that's never <laughs> happened before. Yeah, there's never been a fight when there wasn't people screaming and cheering. Yeah. Yeah, and scoring a goal, like scoring a goal. Yeah. I mean, it's like you were at an away game when you, Yeah. Yeah. There's no but, noise. Like Carvey was just saying, uh, Greg Carville, head coach of UMass Amherst, we just had on. He was saying that, you know, and I think Mark brought it up that uh, the NHL actually streams in some noise where college hockey did not. So, Greg was saying that I swear a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes around the rink. So um, yeah, when, when you have fans in the stands and you get a goal and the crowd's going crazy and the sirens going, you have, you get that little step, you get a little, uh, you know, little, your strides a little bit faster for sure, especially in home rinks. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Been a good podcast, boys. You want yeah, to get boys. Anything else in before we uh, let her wrap up here? Nope, that's it. We'll get uh, we'll get uh, podcast on here soon. We haven't had Jordan Greenway on on in a while, so uh, maybe we'll bring him on here in a week or two after they beat uh, next week after they beat there Vegas. Illness. Yes, sir. All right, boys, another great podcast. We had head coach, like Pat said, head coach of the UMass Minutemen winning the national championship in NCAAs this year. Huge feat. He's a Canton guy from our hometown. Um, another great uh, story of a hockey player from or hockey person out of our hometown, which it seems like we just keep connecting with other Canton people um, throughout this hockey community. So um, we'll probably keep getting on these Canton guys and these, uh, you know, other people that are connected to St. Lawrence or whatever it is. So just keep watching our podcasts and we'll have great guests on and, and you can catch all of our past podcasts on our, on our website or the YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube channel. You can check out all of our videos and stuff too. So, all right, boys, until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Tell ya. Oh, doctor. Meow. Keep your head up. <laughs>